And now, enjoy this free Jason Modcast show. Hey there, this is Ralph Garman, and you are listening to the World of Myth Bits. You made an excellent choice. The World of Myth Bits. Hey, everybody. And welcome to episode 35 of The World of Mythbits, and I am your host, as always, Stephanie Barty. So, Father's Day just passed. Happy Father's Day to all you dads out there, and dads of kids, and dads of fur babies, and dads doing double duty, and to all those dads that are no longer with us. My dad, happy Father's Day, I love you. Um, he's gone almost 11 years now. So anyway, happy Father's Day. So, open contract challenge is well underway. And as I said last week, um, we are down to 10 contestants. And I am sure each and every one of them are furiously working to perfect their piece and send that in. Um, and then from there, it'll be eliminated down to five. So things are starting to get exciting. Um, there's a survey that's been going around. You can find the link on the World of Myth magazine. Um, on, yeah, I think that's, you, know, you can find it on my page, on the Mythbits page on Facebook. Um, and it's a survey regarding the Pop Culture Expo that is coming February 15th, 2020. So take two minutes, and I think um, Dave has fixed it now so that if you do the survey on your phone, you don't have to go to the eye doctors first or after. Um, it's much easier to see now. So take a few minutes, fill out the survey. That would be fantastic. Really appreciate it. Um, yeah watching the moon rise. I'm sitting in my newly cleaned bedroom. You know, I posted a status yesterday morning. Well, Friday morning. Um, Friday morning? Saturday morning. I had had a dream that I had cleaned my room. My room looked great. And everything, you know, a couple of things had been rearranged and everything was put away and it was dusted and vacuumed and it was, it was tranquil and serene, and then I woke up and looked around and went, well, crap, that was just a dream. So when you dream that you cleaned your room, you kind of have to clean your room. So I cleaned my room, and I moved some things around, which unfortunately led for a sleepless night last night, because um, I'll let you in on a little secret. I'm not afraid of the dark. The dark doesn't scare me. It's the things that I see in the dark that scare me. And because I have moved a few things in my room, there are all new shadows and, and outlines. So I had to kind of get used to what those were. And in my mind going, okay, that, right, okay, that's that thin dresser with the books piled on top. That's not a little creature cuddling in the corner. Um, so yeah, a little bit of a sleepless night. So I might ramble a bit um, and say I'm a lot. Although I do think Dave 
edits all of most of my ums out so I don't sound as silly as I think I do. <laughs> yeah, so sleepless night. I've been preparing for, I have a couple of events, author events coming up for myself. Um, there's another one. I should count them. We should do an um count. Oh yeah. Um count. Uh, <laughs> it's like my go-to word. Okay. It's my go-to word. Anyway, I have some events coming up. So I've ordered some books so that I have books that I can sell because it would really be a bad form to show up at an event where you are one of the guest authors and not actually have the book that you've written that's been published that got you the gig as the guest author. <laughs> so that would be a bad thing. So yeah, I've ordered some books. Um, see, now I'm going to be aware of every time I say it. It's not going to stop me from saying it. I'm still going to say it. I'm just going to be aware of it every single time. One of the events, the first event that I have coming up is at Astra. And it's held in Richmond Hill, Ontario. And it is at, give me a second and I'll tell you, I think it's the Sheridan Best Western. Uh, ah, <laughs> almost. Uh, and I had posted on the Mythbits page that I would be doing a live podcast from the event. And, uh, there we are. Okay. Now it says that it's a sci-fi convention, but it's not. I mean, it is sci, there is sci-fi involved, but it is so much more than science fiction. There's fantasy. There's horror and all the genres. And there's a Klingon party Saturday night. And there's a dance, masquerade dance Saturday night. Cosplay. Um, so many amazing workshops and vendors. And it's really, really good for Ontario and it's really good to attend. It's small. It's not like Fan Expo. It's not like Anime North. It's not huge. So you're not getting lost in a sea of people. You can talk to the workshop presenters. You can talk to the guests of honor. More often than not, um, Friday night at karaoke, you're hanging out with all the guests of honor and getting to know them on a personal level outside of their workshop. Last year, um, Timothy Zahn was one of the guests of honor, like the guest of honor. And if you follow Star Wars and all of that, you would know who he is. And we ended up um, Sunday at a fabulous... Oh, this restaurant was just top-notch, let me tell you. It was so cool, this restaurant. Anyway, Sunday we ended up after the convention. Um, we were, <laughs> my my friend and I, uh, Melissa, we ended up as honorary staff last year because <laughs> we showed up really early and I'm the kind of person and she's the kind of person that if something needs to be done and we see that it needs to be done, we're just going to do it. So we did. 
and I ended up working um, pre-reg sign-in table. So I got to meet all of the guests of honor. I got to meet all of the people that had pre-registered. And of course, you know, I'm a talker. And I don't care how many letters you have by your name, how many books you've written. You're a person. You're a human being. I'm going to talk to you like I would talk to my friend down the street or my neighbor next door. Well, not my neighbor on the one side, not my neighbor on the other side, because <laughs> we don't like them. Anyway, so I, I, I totally digressed from where I was going. I'm going to back up a little bit. Sunday, we after the event, we got invited to the staff members dinner. They go to the same restaurant every year and they kind of they sit down and go, oh, thank God it's over for another year. And the guests of honor are usually there. So we got to hang out with Timothy's on and I got some pictures with them and spent a, a lot because he sat right across from me the entire meal. Um, so we got chatting and he really liked my sense of humor, <laughs> my sarcastic wit, as he put it, and had a really good time. So this year I'm on staff, officially on staff. <laughs> it's not one of those show up and get thrown in and volunteer. Um, I'm actually on staff this year. So I'm going to be doing a live podcast um It'll probably end up more of a video thing on Saturday night after the cosplay con cosplay contest before the dance. So I'll be doing that at um, the registration table. And it, obviously the registration table is going to be closed. But if I say the registration table and you happen to show up at the event, you'll know where I'm talking about because there's only one registration table. Well, there's a few tables, but it's in one spot. So I'll be doing a live broadcast, The World of Mythbits, from the registration table. And I might do actually a wander around while I'm podcasting, um, chat to a few people who happen to come by. So if you're there, come by. And it'll be, I will broadcast it on Facebook for sure. Hopefully, I'm going to try, I've got to, between now and then, I have to figure out how to live broadcast onto the Mythbits page. Um, and trust me, there will be plenty of warning as to time and when to tune in and all of that well before I actually do it. So, over the next few weeks, I'm going to be playing around with figuring out how to live broadcast to the Mythbits page and hopefully to the World of Myth magazine page and hopefully doing it on Twitter simultaneously. So I'm going to have to make sure my tablets are all charged up and the audio is good on all of them because I'm not a professional podcaster. I don't have a rig and a mic and a mixing board. I have a cell phone and my Bluetooth headphones. <laughs> That's how I do it. I have an app on my phone that I put on my phone that I do the podcast through. So I will be doing a live podcast Saturday, July the 13th. 
from registration at Ad Astra. And Ad Astra runs July 12th to the 14th. It is, I was, oh, that's what I was doing. I was telling you where it is. Okay. So it, it, it is at the Sheridan Parkway North in Richmond Hill, Ontario. And if you register for the weekend and you book your hotel, if you use Ad Astra, you will get a discount on your, your, uh, room rate. So yeah, the world of Mythbits will be broadcasting live and they're going to be announced. They're going to be plugging it on their page as well. Um, closer to the event that we will be doing a live broadcast. So awesome. And then I will have my normal podcast come out on Monday. I will do that Sunday, probably. I will probably record it Sunday afternoon. I might even record it in the car on the way home Sunday night when I get home. And it'll just be a rehash of my weekend and what I experienced, the workshops I attended, what I learned, the fun that I had. Um, of course, there are rules. It's like Vegas. Some things ha- that happen at Ad Astra stay at Ad Astra. <laughs> so that should be, that should be a load of fun. So yeah, stay tuned to the sites for further information on the live broadcast vlog, whatever, uh, live stream. We're just going to call it the live stream of something for the world of Mythbits from Ad Astra. And no, they're not sponsoring this. This is, I'm not throwing this out there because they're paying me to do it. Um, it's a very small convention and it's a lot of fun. They, I kind of owe this convention a lot this will be my third year, third year. Yeah. My third year attending. Yeah. I think this is my third year attending. The first year I went as a wide eyed aspiring author. Hadn't even finished my book yet. Wasn't even finished. I was hoping to kind of pimp it out to publishers that were there because there's always publishers and agents that are there. And, you know, the night before I was still like trying to get my elevator speech, uh, my elevator pitch shortened and interesting. And to be honest with you, I still haven't perfected that, but that's okay. (laughs) I didn't need to. (laughs) Um, so, yeah, I was, I was a nervous wreck. I was excited. I was scared because I'd never been to something like this before. I'm not a convention kind of girl. I don't go to these things. I don't go to Fan Expo. I don't go to Comic-Con. I don't go. I, I didn't. I don't. I'm not a cosplayer. Um, I say I'm not a nerd. I say I'm not a geek. Uh, I was wrong, apparently, as I'm sitting here looking at my The Empire Strikes Back glass soda pop cup that you got back in the 80s from Burger King. They came in a set of four. I had them all. That is the only one that survived. Anyway, (laughs) so I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know. 
I pretty much told Melissa that, you know, I was going to be her Siamese twin for the weekend because I was going to sell myself to her because I was terrified. I don't do, I didn't do crowds. I didn't talk to strangers. That stuff scared the heck out of me. Had a blast. Made a ton of contacts, a ton of friends. And then last year I went and like I said, I was accidental staff and a few of the staff actually remembered me from the year before. Um, I guess that happens when you spend a lot of time in the hospital, hospitality suite. <laughs> and there were a couple of people there that I knew outside of writing and of a spiritual ilk. And we ended up doing a workshop together. And I did a couple of, hosted a couple of workshops actually last year. And last year I went as a soon to be published author with a completed book. And I was, it was like, okay, yeah, this is totally different than the year before when I hadn't even quite completely finished the book. And now it's, finished and it's I have a publisher and an editor and it's going to be out um so yeah that was like a total you know change from the year before this year I'm going back with my book signed sealed and delivered so it's kind of a victory lap for me I guess so to speak going back and I mean, I'm going to keep going for as long as I possibly can to this event because that first year, some of those workshops that I attended, talking to some of those um, guests of honor and other writers and other authors really gave me the courage to pursue my dream of having my book a complete <laughs> and b published and here i am 3 years later both of those accomplished and people are actually reading it and they're buying it and they're reading it and they're enjoying it the feedback i'm getting is fantastic um so this convention's very special to me just as pce is very special to me because um it is actually being hosted by my publisher, the company that published me. So yeah, I will definitely be at that one. There, If I have to walk, which I should probably start now if I plan on making it there by February 2020. <laughs> so yeah, I will be doing a live stream from Ad Astra on Saturday night. I cannot guarantee the quality or the content of the podcast because at that point in the day alcohol may be involved just warning you now so i've been talking um off and on for the last few weeks about doing a segment once a month regarding myths and folklore and things like that. And I've been doing research. Actually, I started watching um, a show 
Now, I'm only on season one. I know. I'm behind. It's already into season two. But I started watching um, because I was never... This is going to be a surprise. I was never a big podcast listener. I had a problem with just listening to somebody talk. I get it now. I do. But I didn't listen to podcasts. I had a couple that I listened to that were purely spiritual. Um, or that, you know, if there was a podcast coming up that somebody, a friend of mine was on, I would listen to it. And that would be about it. I wasn't big in podcasts. If I'm going to put headphones in my ears or I'm going to listen to something, it's going to be music because I relate to music. I relate to, I relate to the lyrics. I can connect with lyrics. So I started watching this TV show called Lore. And Lore originated from a podcast of the same name. Now, Lore is a podcast about non-fiction scary stories. Each episode examines historical events that show the dark side of human nature and is presented in a style that's been compared to a campfire experience. And the TV series is no different. Although the TV series is delving a little more into um, the folklore of things. The one I just watched recently, um, it touched on the vampire lore and where the idea of the vampire may have originated. It started basically as a tuberculosis epidemic, but it was killing families. And the townsfolk believed that it was killing from the grave, that if they dug up one of the people that had died within that family, if the body had not begun to rot, if the organs still bled, still had fresh blood in them, that they were rising from the grave and sapping the life out of the rest of the family members until they were gone. And in Bram Stoker's papers, they found an article about this one particular woman. I do believe her name was Molly. Um, let me see if I can find that vampire. Helps if I spell correctly, which is not my strong suit today. Vampire Molly TV. Mercy. Sorry. Her name was Mercy Brown. And she lived in Rhode Island in 1892. And it is one of the best documented cases of the exhumation of a corpse in order to perform rituals to banish an undead manifestation. This is what they believed. Now, the coroner's report indicates that Mercy Brown was basically kept on ice um, until the spring because she had died in the winter and was kept on ice until the spring um, in cold storage until she could be buried. So, yes, of course, her, her skin, her body is going to be preserved. The cold would do that. 
it would freeze the blood in the body. So as it thawed, it's going to look like fresh blood again. And the newspaper art article about Mercy Brown, they found that in Bram Stoker's papers and notes on his story, Dracula. So it is conceivable to believe that Mercy Brown was the original vampire, <laughs> the inspiration behind the vampire lore. Now, the difference, what I wanted to get into, this is this, this show that I've been watching, Lore, stemming from a podcast. Now, we are not the world of lore. We are not the world of lore bits podcast. We are the world of myth. Now, some of you might be sitting there going, but there's no difference. Lore and myth are the same thing. And then there'll be others of you going, oh, no, there is not. There is a big difference. Okay, so the definition of lore. Lore, all facts and traditions about a particular subject that have been accumulated over time through education or experience, like the lore of the ancient Egyptians, Celtic lore, Christian lore, and so on. Native lore. So, that is the definition of lore. And then you get folklore, which is usually based in fact, and then kind of like a game of telephone, as it's passed down from person to person, generation to generation, it's embellished, it's added to, and it turns into a folklore. Now, myth definition of myth. A traditional story, especially one concerning the early history of a people or explaining some natural or social social phenomena, and typically involving supernatural beings or events. Now, folklore can, can pertain to supernatural beings as well, because in the Celtic folklore, you have the fae, you have sprites, you have pixies, you have changelings, you have the um, fairy folk, basically. Um, myth is also a wildly held but false belief or idea, like the moon is made of cheese, the earth is flat, and all the flat earthers just turned off my podcast. <laughs> that is a myth. Mythological characters, for example, Perseus, Odysseus, Hercules, things like that. Yes, those are all Greek because they're right here in front of me. So that is the difference between myth and lore. Myth, a wildly held but falsely, but a false belief or idea. Lore, history, and blah, blah, blah. History, facts and traditions about a particular subject that have been accumulated over time through education or experience. So, see, there's a difference. Myth is false. It's fiction. It's, it's created. Lore has some thread of truth. Now, you can argue that, yes, myth may have a thread of truth in it, but that thread is very, very thin. Very thin. Whereas in lore, you can trace it back to an actual event that started the lore 
and 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 take it from there. So we are going to be dealing with myth. Myth as such things that pertain to supernatural beings, supernatural or paranormal events, um, natural or social phenomenon, and false belief or ideas. That's what I'm going to be talking about. Now, I'm not getting into anything specific today because I wanted to discuss the difference between lore and myth so that as I proceed with the myth bits, the bits of myth episodes, um, you'll know why I'm not delving into folklore, why I'm not touching on um, Celtic lore or Egyptian lore. Like We will be talking about Egyptian myth, but not Egyptian lore. Difference. And I will point out the difference between each, in each episode, just to make sure you know where I'm coming from. Um, now, it, 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 mm. you can say that a synonym for a myth is a folklore, is a legend, is a tale, a fable, a saga, allegory, parable, tradition, and things like that. But we are going to be dealing with fantasy with misconceptions, old wives' tales. Now, mind you, some old wives' tales are actually true. There's one that my family, as far back as I can remember, have always held true. And that is, when the wind blows, if you can see the backs of the leaves. So, you know how how the leaves hang on the tree. And you can see the beautiful, brilliant green. And if you flip the leaf over, it's kind of dusty looking and and pale and not quite as bright. Well, a lot of times, if you watch, when the wind blows and the leaves flip over, that means rain is coming. Mark my words. Check it out. Check it out. Next time there's a storm brewing, watch the leaves on the trees. They will flip their backs. Now, there is actually a scientific reason for this. Oh, excuse me. And I don't exactly remember what it is offhand, but yeah. Um, we will also be dealing, we will also be delving into myths that are based in lore, like the vampire. Now the vampire has been around since Mercy Brown. <laughs> And has been written various ways, various styles. Um, Nosferatu, Dracula, Glittery, you name it, somebody has created it. Vampires that own businesses in true blood. And then you have vampires that are treated like regular citizens like in the Anita Blake series by Laurel K. Hamilton. Vampires that walk in the day, vampires that change into bats, vampires that don't change into bats, vampires that can fly, vampires that can walk through walls. It's endless what you can do. And the reason why 
it's endless is because once it went from lore to myth, the rules changed. Lore sticks within the confines of the beliefs. What could be conceivable. Whereas a myth, the rules don't apply. Anything can be allowable. You can have... Give me an example. I created a vampire myself, actually. She's hybrid. Now, there's been hybrids before. Vampire and werewolf. How that usually happens is a vampire and a werewolf will mate and create a baby. Obviously, the werewolf has to carry the baby because the vampire is just a little too chilly. Can't incubate something in a freezer. Well, I changed those rules. What if the parents were human but carried a gene? Because of curse. Ah, and here we go back. The curse that I researched was in Hungarian folklore. I took that folklore and created a myth. See what I'm doing there? See where I'm going with that? So that's what each episode of this myth bits. Excuse me while I scratch my ear. My earpiece made my ear itchy, and unfortunately it's the piece that has the mic on it, so you probably heard a little shuffling and scuffling and have fun editing that, Dave, because now I've talked about it. Anyway, so that's what these Bits of Myth episodes are going to delve into, and I will pick one particular myth, whether it's um, like a myth- mythological character such as Hercules or um, where the belief that the moon was made of cheese came from. And the entire episode will be devoted to that particular thing. So I will be researching it from various culture cultural beliefs, like the, like the werewolf. The werewolf could be looked at from um, Romanian, Hungarian, American, um, Transylvanian, the, the, the myth for the werewolf, the legend of the werewolf is so widespread and so culturally diverse around the world. It's incredible. There are so many different cultures and belief systems and religious sectors that believe or have some sort of werewolf myth or mythology within their histories. So that's what I'll be delving into. And I will devote the entire episode to just that one particular area. So it's going to take a lot of research to make sure that I have all my facts. And if I get something wrong, feel free to send me an email, send me a message on Facebook and say, hey, dumbass, did you read this? Did you check that out? Or don't say dumbass, be a little nicer. I don't react well to name calling, if you haven't noticed. (laughs) But point it out to me, say, 
I think you misinterpreted that or did you read this article? Have you done this research? Have you checked out that book? Because I, I'm human. I will miss stuff. I will skip over stuff. So, and if you have suggestions, send them to me. You can send them to my World of Myth email address, stephaniebardy at theworldofmyth.com. You can send them to, post them on the World of Myth Bits Facebook page. Send a message through the World of Myth Bits. Send me a message on Facebook to Stephanie Barty. Say, hey, why don't you do this guy or this girl? Or look at this myth. And even if they're uh, obscure myths would be really cool. Obscure myths. Myths, little, little known myths would be really, really cool. Cause I love to research stuff like that and see what I can dig up and find out. I'm like a, a research archaeologist. I like to dig up and see what I can find and, and take little bits and follow that trail and, and see where it leads me, where it takes me. That's how I ended up watching this lore um, TV series that originally started as a podcast because I was doing some vampire research and ended up at Mercy Brown and found out that there was an episode about it and kind of ran from there. <laughs> so that's how that all happened. And here we are. So... Um, yeah, that'd be great. That would be awesome. And okay, so deadline for the magazine has come and gone, but yeah, you know me, uh, right up until a few days before I will accept stuff. If you ask me nicely and you can submit them to Stephanie Barty at theworldofmyth.com. Go on over to, if you're new, or even if you're not new, go on over to www.theworldofmyth.com. Check out our submission guidelines, which we will be updating soon if they haven't been already. Um, we're going to make them a whole lot clearer, a whole lot plainer, more concise, basically bullet points of what you need to do to submit. Um, I do know, and I've had to deal with this recently, third-party submitters, which means you're submitting on behalf of somebody else. And can't. I can't, I can't accept stuff like that. The original author, unless deceased and you have either the, own the copyrights to the piece, you, yeah, basically, you have to own the copyrights to the piece. Can't publish it. Can't put it in the magazine. Can't do it. I'm sorry, the, the person that submitted somebody else's work also submitted a letter of permission from this person, but I have no way of knowing that that letter is authentic. I mean, I'd like to believe that, you know, I can trust this person, but I don't know this person. And accepting something, accepting somebody else's work through a third party, even with a letter of permission 
opens us up for a whole can of legal worms that we don't want to get into. Because if that letter is not authentic and the original author didn't say, hey, yeah, here's my my letter that says you can do this on my behalf and submit it to this magazine, we are screwed. And we're a free magazine. We don't have sponsors. We don't have income. We don't have a corporation backing us. We don't even have, well, I'm sure Dave has a lawyer, but we don't have the funds to deal with that kind of lawsuit. So, no, I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. If the person that you're submitting on behalf of still wants to submit, then they have to do it themselves. If they speak another language, that's fine. There are translators, not a problem, but they you have to submit your own work. You cannot submit somebody else's work on their behalf. Just can't. I'm sorry. I, I have to, there's my, my managing editor's hat is on and there we go. I hate having to put that hat on and be the heavy and, you know, actually do my job. <laughs> Cause it's just so much fun when things are working and they go well and I'm whining. I know, but you know what I mean? Anyway. So yeah. Don't submit stuff on behalf of somebody else. Have them do it. And don't plagiarize. Don't. I'll know. I'll know. Trust me. I'll know. Anyway. I digress. As always. I always do. I always get off on tangents here. You guys are all used to it by now. So, things are shuffling along. I have... A surprise coming for the Mythmaster. Don't tell him. It's a secret. So don't tell him. Okay? And I'm not even going to tell you because it has to be, it, it, this is, this is mission impossible stuff. Okay? But my little friend, the Mythmaster, has a little surprise coming to him. Yep. I know where he hides the key to his lair. Just saying. <laughs> anyway, so I think that's about all I'm going to talk about this week. Um, get your submissions in, peeps. That'd be great. Um, if you're in Ontario... And I know quite a few of you are. Head on down to Ad Astra in July. Come say hi to me. We'll get on the air. We'll get a group shot if we're, there's enough of us together. That'd be kind of cool. World of Myth represent. And uh, yeah, I'll be doing a live stream on Saturday night. And my regular podcast will come out on Monday. 
um, that weekend in July. And I'm doing a, an event the weekend after July 20th. I am one of the guest authors at the Elmville Street Fair, Elmville Sci-Fi Fantasy Street Fair. So if you're in the area, come and find me, say, hey, you bought a book, bring it, I'll autograph it, not a big deal. I think it's really kind of cool. <laughs> and uh, yeah, the Elmville Street Fair is really fun, and there's a lot going on, cosplayers and costumers and vendors and authors and just fun, fun, fun. So yeah, come check us out. And don't forget to head on over to www.theworldofmyth.com. Read what's going on over there and get your submissions in. Next week we will be announcing the um, member of the month. And check us out on Facebook at the World of Myth Bits podcast and the World of Myth magazine. Check us out on Twitter under the same names. You can find me on Twitter at Lupa B. I am on Facebook at Steph- author Stephanie Barty. And on Instagram at Stephanie Barty Author. And we will see you all next week. Have a good week. See ya. <laughs> The world of myth bitch.